Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. March 4th, 2022. Our ad-supported SVOD tiers, the quote-unquote right long-term decision. Quote, but when you look at the Disney brand, the Disney Plus product, we have a very high volume of films on our service, and we don't believe that the consumer experience would be a particularly good one if we had advertising on Disney+. Plus. That's a quote from Disney CFO Christine McCarthy on December 10, 2020. The excitement around the launch of subscription streaming services as linear TV dies and internet TV rises has turned to investor obsession with subscriber growth and profitability. In turn, it is not that surprising that Disney announced earlier today that they will introduce an ad-supported tier to Disney Plus in the U.S. by late 2022 and internationally in 2023, bringing it more in line with its own Hulu service, as well as several of its legacy media peers, offering both an ad-supported tier and an ad-free tier. It is also quite clear from Disney's press release that they no longer believe they can hit their 2024 subscriber goals without an ad-supported Disney Plus tier. Quote, the ad-supported offering is viewed as a building block in the company's path to achieving its long-term target of 230 to 260 million Disney Plus subscribers by fiscal 2024, end quote. There is no question that offering a lower-priced subscription streaming service bolstered by advertising can expand an SVOD's total addressable market, TAM. The far larger question is whether it is the quote-unquote right long-term strategic decision in the intensifying war for time and attention. Consumers gravitate towards lower-priced tiers with ads. Recent data from Antenna, which excludes MVPD telco bundling SVOD subscribers, shows 32% of SVOD signups in 2021 were for ad-supported tiers, up from 19% in 2020. See the chart embedded below left. But that figure is distorted by the fact that many services do not offer an ad-supported option, such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV+, and for now, Disney+. And the growth coincides with the more nascent services such as Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, and Peacock offering ad-supported tiers. When you look at individual services, especially ones that started with ads from the beginning and have emphasized or marketed their lower-cost ad-supported tiers such as Hulu, Paramount Plus, and Peacock, you can see in the chart embedded below right that the ad-supported tiers represent well over 50% of their sub-base, if not 70% plus. The clear implication is that if you give consumers the option to save money with a lower-cost ad-supported tier, the majority will take that option. Note, HBO Max is the anomaly as its ad-supported tier is less than a year old with a long history of being ad-free. It's also worth noting we tend to see SVOD marketing dollars focused on the lower-priced ad-supported tiers as legacy media companies want to leverage their advertising prowess. Brainstorming hybrid ad-supported SVOD tiers. The good, number one, more subscribers. Investors are obsessed with subscriber growth. Lowering the monthly subscription cost by boosting overall ARPU with advertising should accelerate subscriber growth and expand the overall TAM. Two, dual revenue stream model. Investors have gravitated towards dual revenue stream models in media for a long time. Whether that was basic cable networks or broadcast television, where the emergence of retrans added a new revenue stream to what was previously ads only. Hulu is the farthest along with a hybrid advertising subscription SVOD service, and its ad-supported tier has generated more revenue per sub per month in recent years than the ad-free subscription tier. The push towards dual revenue business models extends beyond video, 
with Spotify founder Daniel Ek having talked publicly about how he believes all global media will eventually be dual revenue stream, advertising and subscription. Number three, leverages existing advertising infrastructure and relationships. Legacy media companies already have large existing advertising teams and relationships with ad buyers supporting their linear TV businesses. With ad buyers looking for ways to reach consumers on connected TVs, as time spent shifts from linear TV to streaming TV, legacy media companies with an ad-supported streaming service can bundle linear TV ads with streaming TV ads and leverage their advertising sales teams across a wider distribution platform. The bad. Number one, ad-supported subs watch less. Inserting ads into streaming video content leads to lower consumption per user per day. You can get lost binging vast catalogs of content where there are no ads, whereas disruptive ad breaks give viewers time to disengage with the service and get distracted. SVOD services should want to capture as much time as possible, as it not only leads to lower churn and greater pricing power on the subscription side, but it also leads to more data and an understanding of what the subscriber is interested in. The risk for platforms that start life ad-free and then launch a hybrid ad-based subscription tier is that users downgrade to the lower price service and end up watching less with a higher risk of churn, not to mention the mix of subscribers will shift rapidly towards ad-based subs given the substantial churn throughout the year and the majority of new subs likely to come on at lower-priced ad-based tiers. Number two, consumers do not really want ads. A high percentage of customers will opt for a lower price tier to save money as the antenna chart above illustrated, even if the experience is far worse with ads. Consumers will tolerate the worst viewing experience to save money. That is simply human nature. However, if you never gave them the choice, they would value the ad experience and be forced to subscribe to your must-have content. Why is Disney unwilling to bet on themselves that they can create enough must-have content that people will subscribe at any price. Always remember this 2017 Eddie Q interview by Peter Kafka at Code Media that's embedded to the right, basically saying our customers are not asking for advertising. What I will tell you though is I don't know many people watching ads on television today. Uh, I don't watch them because I either watch uh, on, on shows direct off of iTunes or other services or I skip ads on my DVR, and when I ask my 15, when I look at my 15-year-old daughter or my two sons that are 23 and 25, I don't see them watching ads on television, other than live sports or live news. And so I'm not sure, I'm not saying we'll never do it, but I don't see that that's the direction we should be going. I don't think that's what our customers are asking from us. So there's a lot of people in this audience that make their living, that were able to afford to come to this conference because they buy, sell, create ads. The company I work for is an ad advertising supporter. What happens to advertising? I think they'll be innovative and do new things with advertising. It won't go away. Advertising is not going to go away. It's a lot of money, but there's different ways to do it. I think the advertising that we see today that you were talking about specifically is adding, you know, three-minute spots into the middle of the show, um, I don't see that as the future. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's what my kids want to watch. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do advertising in those shows or that you have to do it a different way, but you gotta, they'll have to innovate. Given the natural tendency for consumers to opt in for lower-priced advertising-supported tiers, the end result will be making the tech platforms that do not feel the pressure to offer an ad-based tier that much more compelling driving greater consumer enthusiasm for ad-free services, including Netflix, Amazon, Prime Video, and Apple TV+. Number three, 
natural tendency towards bad behavior. Streaming services may have very logical strategic rationale for adding a hybrid ad-supported streaming tiers, and the ad load is typically initially low and largely unobtrusive, similar to how Hulu began in its early days. However, Hulu's ad load today is far heavier and obtrusive. It is human nature that once you introduce ads, it will always feel harder to raise subscription price rather than just adding an extra ad spot each ad break. This unfortunately gets the streaming service into the fundamental conflict of degrading the user experience further and further to boost near-term revenue. Number four, ad market less compelling where needed most. With nearly 70 million U.S. subscribers, about 90% of UCAN subs, Netflix has proven that you do not need advertising to have a scaled U.S. subscription streaming service. Whereas in developing markets, most notably India, there's no doubt that a lower price streaming offering would be helpful. The problem, however, is that the advertising opportunity in developing markets like India is nascent and heavily weighted towards mobile ad behemoths such as Google and Facebook. While Hulu generates nearly $10 per sub per month in advertising revenue, the opportunity in India is a tiny fraction of that. In turn, is it worth degrading the user experience if the advertising upside is limited? Should Disney Plus offer an ad tier? Given all of the above, does it make sense for Disney Plus to offer an ad-supported tier? While offering an ad-supported Disney Plus tier certainly makes a future consolidation of Hulu into Disney Plus more logical and seamless to the consumer, it feels premature. Disney's already low-priced even after its first price increase to $7.99 from $6.99. And remember, a healthy number of subscribers are still on multi-year discounts from launch promos, as well as included within Verizon Premium Bundles. With a far more robust content slate coming into the second half of 2022 into 2023. Disney has added way more subscribers than anyone thought possible when it launched in late 2019. The key now is driving usage so that Disney can capture more consumer time spent per household per day. Lowering price and jamming in ads does not feel like the answer to driving usage. If anything, it feels like it will have the opposite effect. Disney needs to focus first and foremost on delivering more must-watch, buzzy content on Disney+. We are surprised that Disney's moving forward with an ad-based tier before CEO Bob Chapek and team make some major strategic decisions, specifically around Hulu and the non-Disney franchise, Pixar, Lucasfilms, Marvel, Disney, content that airs on its linear broadcast and cable networks, as we discuss in our recent piece, the five-part multivariable equation facing Disney's Bob Chapek. Exiting assets like ESPN, ABC, Hulu, and or FX would obviously change the thought process around advertising on Disney Plus and an integration with Hulu. Honestly, it just feels too early to be contemplating ads on Disney Plus. Finally, always remember this classic 2014 clip from The Simpsons, now owned by Disney, complaining about paying for something and still having to watch advertising. Hey, they tricked us. That's a commercial. If I wanted to pay for commercials I can't skip, I'd sign up for Hulu Plus.